Hello and welcome to another episode of the CFS Health Recovery Podcast. This is for anyone who's going through chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, you might be experiencing post-viral fatigue, anything fatigue-related and chronic health-related where you do a, a million blood tests and the doctor says, there's nothing wrong with you or we, there's nothing we can do for you. This is the place to be. We're going to give you some practical help in every single episode and definitely today this is a really practical one we're going to be talking about the conversation around movement when it comes to recovery from chronic fatigue syndrome and other associated illnesses so one of the biggest problems with chronic fatigue syndrome and chronic illnesses is the deconditioning of the body because you don't have the energy to do what you used to be able to do and therefore you lose muscle mass usually gain fat or you just lose weight and condition altogether and it can be really quite concerning and quite alarming so in today's conversation we're going to cover why reconditioning your body is really important and i'm going to touch on some key basics on what you can do to make sure you do this appropriately for you depending on where you're at before we get into that i want to talk about win of the week I want to give a big shout out to Sue John. She's one of our awesome members in our lifestyle integration program. And it was really cool because we ran an information night last week for a hundred people in a room because we were fully booked out and we shared the CFS health model. And it was a really powerful conversation. And Sue put her hand up to basically come on and share her experience inside the program and where she was when she started which was at a very very low capacity getting around in a wheelchair and just not being able to really participate in life at all and now she's fully participating in life she's actually going on to a study coaching so she can give back and help other people going through this experience so i want to give a shout out to you sue for having the courage to talk in front of 100 people share a part of your story and also you know be a ripple effect in and a part of cfs health you know, we say that every single member is part of this ripple effect that we're creating through the world because as you start to get better, you actually become a leader in your family and you become a leader in your community and a leader of being true to yourself, being and becoming healthy and being you know, aligned with your values of where you want to go and what you want to do in the world. And so that actually gives permission to other people who actually aren't even going through chronic fatigue syndrome to do the same. And so it's just really powerful. We make a far bigger, deeper ripple effect in the world that we aren't even aware of. And so Sue, you're definitely part of that. And for that, I wanna give you a shout out today. So thank you. Let's get into today's topic about movement. You know, movement is a real key component of recovery. Part of getting better and recovering is having strength to live, having strength to push your body out of bed, having strength to, sit up, having strength to go for your walk, having strength to go to the toilet, having strength to open a car door. There's so many things on a micro level that a lot of people would never think about. But then on a macro level, obviously, the more muscle mass you have, as in, you know, you don't have to be a bodybuilder, but the more muscle mass you have versus fat in your body, the more energy is stored in your body. And so provided that you are not pushing yourself and going beyond your means, and this is the hardest part about chronic fatigue syndrome, chronic illness, and 
recovery and movement is that most people around the world look at movement as going to the gym and pushing yourself, which is like not what we want to do when you're going through recovery. In fact, we want to do the total opposite. We don't want to push ourselves at all. And, you know, I think exercise is just the wrong word to use when it comes to reconditioning your body through recovery. And this is why we don't even use the word exercise anymore. We use the word movement because it has a much more gentle feeling towards it, which is actually what we want. So here's the thing, graded exercise therapy, I believe isn't the right way to go about it. And I know there's a lot of people out there who agree with me on that. They say, you know, graded exercise therapy, it's terrible. It doesn't work. It makes people worse. And I would tend to agree with that because the problem with graded exercise therapy is it's fixated. There's no flexibility with graded exercise therapy and it's usually wrongly prescribed. We at Self, we believe that you as the person knows your body best and you should have the power to know what to do, when to do. And the problem with going to someone who doesn't understand chronic illness or what you're going through, they see you as a body. They don't factor in how you're sleeping. They don't factor in your stress levels. They don't factor in your nutrition. They don't factor in your mindset. They don't factor in what stage you're at in your recovery. And simply just throwing you a bunch of exercises or saying, you know, you've got to walk for 10 minutes every day, regardless of how you feel, is a sure way to set yourself up for failure. And so we don't believe in graded exercise therapy because it has a very inflexible approach. Instead, we believe in restorative movement and reconditioning your body appropriately when it is the right time for you. So for example, if you're in, I'm going to cover all the stages. So there's three stages in recovery. The first stage is the acute phase. And this is where you're kind of really struggling with symptoms. You're feeling totally exhausted. It's usually at the initial stages when you might have a virus or you might be going through a heavy infection or you might have just come out of a prolonged period of stress, physical and mental and emotional, and you're just depleted. Now, in this time, I would not recommend movement at all. If you're in stage one, we don't do any movement program, especially at the start, because you don't need to expend any more energy than you currently have. We need to put energy in. So we do restorative breathing at this point, and we can do a bit of restorative movement, but as long as it's energy in, not energy out, yeah? Energy in is it's making us feel more energized or it's giving us energy versus if we do something and it's depleting our energy stores, well, you can feel it's energy out. Stage one, we wanna restore. We don't wanna push, we don't wanna expand too much. And I see this happen a lot. People kind of just, they wanna get ahead, yeah? They're sick of being where they're at and so they just wanna push beyond their means and they keep going around in circles and they feel horrible for it. And so we want to avoid that. In stage one, the acute phase, what you really want to be doing is building your daily function. Yeah, when I say daily function, I mean around the house, I mean sitting up, just using your daily activities as movement is actually part of the process. And you'll find that over time as your capacity expands, so too will your functional movement around the house. You know, simply going outside, watering the plants, going to the bathroom, sitting up for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, going from the bed to the couch, all these things, they add up if you do them consistently over time. Then you'll be more ready to do a more structured restorative movement process. 
but it makes me kind of angry when I hear people being told, you just need to go for a 10 minute walk every day. And it's like, they struggle to get out of bed. They struggle to even just think about exercise. And so it's just the wrong prescription. So again, movement is good and bad. There's no right or wrong. It's got to be prescribed at the right time. This is the actual problem. Movement isn't the problem. It's the prescription of movement that's the problem in the world that I see. And this is where CFS Health is extremely different. We have a very flexible approach. We have to factor in fear. We have to factor in mindset. We have to factor in how you're feeling, you know, because ultimately imagine if someone said, all right, you've got to go and do 20 push-ups on your toes right now. It's like, oh my God, one, I haven't done that since I was like 10. That's the fastest way to get an injury and the fastest way to feel horrible afterwards. One of our biggest sayings is consistency over intensity. And that is one thing that you must have when it comes to making progress. Physically, you know, you can't just go from nothing to everything. And most people who are going through this, they're all or nothing people. They're type A personalities, <laughs> they're pushers, they're achievers, they're not lazy. And so this is really hard for people to hold themselves back and contain their energy as they expand. Stage two is the tired and wide stage. So it's kind of this stage where you come out of the acute stage of suffering and you're moving into this window of energy coming back to the body, but it's like your brain doesn't know what to do with the energy. So it's all new to you. It's like partly you might be feeling a little bit more anxious. You know, your cortisol levels will be rising higher in the mornings. Your circadian rhythm is starting to get in sync. And by the way, movement can be a fantastic helper with your circadian rhythm and your sleep and everything, your mood. But again, you have to do the right amount. When people used to come and see me in my clinic, this is over a decade ago, you know, we've been doing this work, this program's been running for way over a decade now. And when people used to come and see me back then in the clinic, before we went online and created the online mentorship program, I would make sure that people would just do the right amount. So for instance, I remember I had this girl, she was amazing, kind of sports athlete, and she'd been pushing and crashing, like up and down, up and down, up and down, tried everything, tried every quick fix under the sun, nothing worked. And she came to me and we got out of our office and we went onto the floor, the mat area where we do our restorative movement stuff. And we did about five minutes and I thought, okay, I think this is the perfect amount for her because I watch for cues. I look at facial expression. I look at coloration in the skin. I watch breathing. I watch posture. I watch your nervous system. You know, is it shaking or is it feeling stabilized? There's lots of things that you can pick up on when you're doing this work. And so I felt like five minutes was perfect. And I said, okay, let's just say her name's Joe. Stop there. And Joe looked at me and she goes, what? And I said, yeah, that's, we're done. She goes, but I'm not even tired. Like I'm not even in pain. I'm not even exhausted. I'm not even like tired yet. And I said, that's the point. <laughs> that's why you're paying me. So I can help you stop feeling like crap all the time. It was like, oh, really? And I was like, yes. So see what we did there. We want to do that every single day. We want to do micro session so we can build up faster. Whereas what you're doing is you're doing a macro session. You're pushing yourself and expending way too much energy and you can't back it up the next day. In fact, you can't back it up every week. You're like one week good and then two weeks bad. 
I said, we want consistency every single day. And it was an absolute game changer. Within six months, she was training for 30 to 40 minutes with me on the gym floor. Now, obviously, her training was catered to her goals. Now, I know that not everyone's an athlete. Not everyone wants to be a freaking Olympic swimmer or a ballet dancer or an ice skater. I know we have a few members who, you know, jokingly said they're their goals. And some of them are serious. You know, we've got some high-level athletes too. But we have a lot of mums, we have a lot of dads, we have a lot of business people who aren't interested in sport. But nonetheless, building restorative strength and condition in your body is just so helpful for your overall health and well-being. And I think what we need to do is, again, just do what's appropriate and build up. But don't take advice from someone in the gym who doesn't understand what you're going through. I just see so many wrongly prescribed programs for people who aren't ready, who aren't at the stage to receive that kind of capacity and adaptation put on their body. And what you've got to remember is because you're going through this right now and your body is more sensitive, it just means that it can't adapt to higher loads of stress. Now, stress isn't a bad thing. Stress can be a good thing, provided it's the right amount at the right time. When I'm talking about stress, I'm talking about physiological stress. If we were in the gym and I was doing a bicep curl and I can feel the tension and the physiological stress I'm placing upon my bicep as I'm lifting the weight up and down. And what's happening here is we're creating micro tears. And micro tears is a good thing, right? Because what happens when we stop doing the exercise and we've created micro tears, when we rest, sleep and recover, we're actually repairing the tissue, the muscle tissue, which actually breaks down and then grows. So most people think that when they're training is when they're actually getting the adaptation. No, they're getting the adaptation 24 to 48 hours after their session when their muscles have broken down, they're getting repaired and replenished from food, rest and sleep and hydration. And then what happens is the muscle kind of grows more. And so that's how you build more condition and more muscle mass. But really, if we break it down to simplicity, consistency is everything. Like you need to be aiming for micro sessions every single day or every second day versus two or one big session a week and you can't even do anything on the other days. If what you are doing is compromising your entire week or even compromising your entire day, it's too much for where you're at right now. Now, obviously we have step-by-step -step trainings in our program called the Movement Mastery Program. We've got a Mindset Mastery Program too, but Movement Mastery Program we take you through the process of how to progress appropriately depending on what stage you're at. We have programs from pre-beginner all the way up to advanced. So if you're someone who wants to really go into that high level strength and you wanna just feel incredibly strong, we have programs for that. If you're someone who just wants to kind of get back into life and living, we have programs for that too. Because again, we need to factor in your personal goals. You might want more flexibility. You know, we have a lot of people who love hiking in our program, for instance. So a part of their focus was working on building the strength and stamina to be able to go hiking again. And, you know, it's just been awesome to see people posting videos of their first hike again and photos of mountains and in Norway and USA and everywhere. In fact, we have a past client, Christy, who put up an amazing success story on YouTube, actually, and... She climbed something, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was ridiculous, like pro-level kind of mountaineering. It sounded absolutely 
incredible and amazing for someone who had to get fed food and was in a wheelchair to then building up the strength and capacity over time to enable her to hike again. And so here's the key. Consistency is the key. Consistency over intensity. Consistency over intensity. Consistency over intensity. You need to repeat that. You need to put it on your forehead. You need to write it down. That's so key. And what we want to do in terms of flexibility with movement, you know, this is why I think it's so important to have it is because we do need to factor in your day-to-day -day life. So how did you sleep yesterday? What did you eat? How's your bowel movements? How is your stress levels? How's your energy levels from a one to a 10? And how do you feel generally overall? Now, based off that should be then based off what you're going to do that day movement wise. So it varies. And one of the great things, we've got a movement specialist in our program called Steph Ryan. Hey, Steph, you're a legend. And we're developing a whole brand new program in 2023, which we can't wait for. It's basically going to help you with your posture. It's basically going to recondition your body from the bottom up and top down. So you're holistically reconditioned. It's not just one area. So we're really excited about that. But one thing that she's brought to the program is a rating tracker and a movement tracker. And we call this the RPE tracker, which is the rate of perceived exertion. 10 being maximal effort and then one being minimal effort. And so what you want to do if you're in stage one and you're doing restorative movement, you wouldn't want to go over a three out of 10. You want it to feel that easy. It's doable. It feels good. We never want it to feel like, oh my God, this is so hard and I can't do this. Not in stage one, not in stage two. Stage three, integration stage. When you start to integrate back into life and you've got capacity, you're building stamina and strength, your immune system's good, your health is good, you're living life again, that's when you can push that RPE up to a seven, eight, nine, and even 10, depending again on all the levels that we spoke about before, your sleep levels, your stress levels, how good your nutrition and hydration is, all these factors, yeah? And so we have flexibility there. But here's the thing, as you integrate back into life, your strength and capacity is better. Your immune system is better. It means you can handle more load physiologically. And so because your body can adapt to that load, then it's fine. But we don't want to go to macro sessions until we're in stage three, integration stage. And that's where it would look like a more typical general population gym session. Yeah, where you go to the gym and you train for 30 to 40 minutes and you do your thing. But there's no point even talking about that until you get your consistency there's just no point so again what you want to do movement wise you want to make sure you're doing all the compound movements so we're targeting all our multi-joint movement sessions so think about hips knees arms and back so multi-joint is where we're using multiple joints in the movement single joint exercises they're good that would be more like a bicep curl and a tricep push down kind of thing, but they're not targeting multiple muscles in one movement. And so we want to build functional strength first. How we do that is by multi-joint movements. I'm not going to go into movements today though, because again, literally there's like 30 hours to dissect here just for movement if you want to take it seriously. So I don't want to get you too complicated right now. I actually just want you to focus on if you're in stage one, build functionality around the house. If you're in stage two, you can start restorative movement, but keep the RPE low. So it's easy, it's doable, and it feels good.
And then stage three, obviously, you can get a bit more excited and, you know, you can push yourself more because you can, because your body can handle it and you want to. So they're my recommendations of a very, very basic guide to movement. But the people who are ignoring movement completely, you're missing a big part of health. And if you think about it, when you're in stage two of recovery, we actually want you to get good tired. And good tired is important because by the end of the day, we want you good tired so you're going to sleep at night. Now, if you haven't utilized the energy appropriately for you, you might be still too wired and have too much energy in your system, therefore you're not sleeping. So it's a really fine balance and all ties back into your baseline. And this is the starting point of your foundation to recovery. So, you know, it sounds a little bit complicated. It's really not that complicated once you know where you're at on the roadmap of recovery, stage one, two, or three. Based on that, that's what you've got to focus on what you've got to do. You stick at it, you build, you get to the next level, you change, you build, you get to the next level, you change, you build. And it changes, you know, what got you here won't get you there. And so we help our members literally pinpoint, okay, this has been good. Your consistency, your less is more has been fantastic. Well, now it's actually not less is more. You're in stage two now. More is better. Doing less all the time is deconditioning you and making you worse when you're in stage two and three. When you're in stage two and three, there's energy to be utilized. We just need to utilize it in the most appropriate way for you. And this is what we help our members with. Again, it's not overnight. Nothing is. Nothing great is. So stop doing that. If you're here going, what's the quick fix? Tell me the secret. I just told you the secret. You've just got to do it now. Hey, I hope this was really helpful. We're going to get our movement specialist on for some podcasts in 2023 because we can talk for days on this stuff. So I hope this was insightful for you. Take it with a grain of salt. Again, if you need professional help and support, reach out to our team at info.cfshelp.com. Book in a call. We can help you and really tell you what a program would look like for you. And then we can work with you every step of the way to make sure that you're doing the right things. You know, of course you can do this on your own. It's just a lot of guesswork as you can tell. My advice is use the word appropriate when you're doing this kind of stuff. And again, of course, seek professional help before you start any kind of program that you think is going to be useful for you. Sending you a ton of love. Hope you're doing really, really well. And we'll speak to you soon. Bye for now. I hope you found this episode of the podcast really, really helpful. Here are three ways we can help you whenever you are ready. So first of all, we have a free information group on Facebook. And so if you do have a Facebook account, make sure you go and join that group. There is strictly no negative venting. It's a very supportive, uplifting group. And there are some great trainings in there that can help you get started with your recovery. So it's called the CFS Health Recovery Information Group. There's a link here anyway. So click that link and join it. The second thing is we have a bunch of free trainings that will really help you understand where you're at, but also help you move forward. So we're going to leave a bunch of free trainings for you. So click on that we'll send it to your email. And obviously you can watch them in your own time. And thirdly, we've just created a 15 minute chat link. So if you're someone who's like, man, this sounds really good. This is really helpful. I really want some personal help and you want to have a step-by-step -step plan that will help you 
go from where you're at to where you want to be. We have opened up a few spots to have a 15 minute call, no strings attached. Basically this call is to see if or how we can help you. If we can, we'll be able to share with you some information on what that would look like. And if we can't, we'll send you some free resources that will help you if you would like to do that. So we're gonna leave a link below. You can book in your 15 minute call. This is not a coaching call. So don't expect to get coaching in a 15 minute call. This call is really to have a conversation around you, what you need help with, and whether or not we can work together to help you get the results that you want. So if CFS Health, the mentorship program, sounds something you're interested in, but you're just not quite sure about it yet, this is a perfect opportunity to book in that call, have a chat, and then of course we can go deeper if this is something that you would like to do. Hope you found the podcast helpful. Please leave some love, especially on the YouTube channel. Go and comment on the videos that you found helpful and appreciate all your support. And we look forward to speaking with you soon. All the best for now. Speak to you soon. Bye.